and welcome to the Managed Tools Podcast for Monday, April 17th, 2006. Well, most any large group of people today have secret handshakes, and why should Manager Tools listeners be any different? So today, in our ever-expanding search for management excellence, and that includes improving our impact at the point of meeting someone for the first time, today we cover the handshake. The handshake is the most important professional greeting in the world today. There are many cultures in the world, and there are places to bow, places to hug, and places where cheek kissing is perfectly appropriate. My restaurant partners, for example, are Italian, and I know this all too well. However, the handshake is the preferred greeting for most of our audience. Now, silly enough as it sounds, there are lots of folks who could benefit from a better understanding of the handshake and how exactly to do it for maximum effect. If you're going to do business in the world, or if you're a manager at a multinational corporation, you need to know how to shake hands, and this cast will teach you how to do it in excruciating detail. Now, to be sure, today's cast is a little, um, different. But stick around. You'll never quite shake hands the same again. And you might be surprised with the results. So, let's go. So I, I had to I had to giggle when when you suggested that we do the uh, podcast on this topic this week because I, I can't uh, I can't think of anything more basic than a, a handshake. I mean everybody does it. it. We've been doing it our entire life. Yet um, you suggest that most people do it wrong with with bad results. Well, no, I don't think it's true that most people do it wrong. I just think that that uh, young people don't get taught how to do it. Um, and I think there are plenty of people who, who, who think it's a chance to really improvise or to be personable. And I think, uh, thanks to gender differences in the workplace, I think a lot of men overdo their grip um, with women. Um, and, and I think it's just misunderstood. Um, and, and I think there ought to be, I think we ought to, you know, people, folks ought to think about a standard. And they ought to do it the same way every time. And quite frankly, the number of hands I shake, I... Just sort of shake my head. Um, so I just think it's misunderstood, and it's an opportunity. You know, it's an opportunity for managers to be thought professional, or to put it differently, to not be thought unprofessional. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I think people respond to to it pretty well. I remember, um, I must have been about a year ago, you came to visit, and uh, my son, Andrew, who's uh, 14, 13 at the time, he came in, and uh, you came in the, the door, and he came up and shook your hand, and... Um, it was great because you said hello, see how he's doing, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, hey, hey, let me show you something. And then um, I watched a, a very interesting 10-minute uh, instruction on how to give a handshake. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, there have been plenty of people. I, I've, I've said before, when I, when I speak at, uh, at Kellogg, it's not unusual to have 50 to 100 people in line at the end of my talk because one of the things I talk about is a good handshake. And everybody says, every, I think everybody thinks in the crowd, Mike, they think, I mean, there's a difference between a good and a bad handshake. Um, and so people come down because for a long time, the only way I could teach it was to give them the basics. And we'll do that in an expanded version here. But then to shake their hand and, and to say, well, that was good or this was not, or you need to do this differently. There are going to be variations. There, there's, no, uh, there's no one exact right way. Um, but, but putting some personal style in the handshake, if it deviates more than about 20%, um, 
from what we're going to suggest, then then your handshake is is probably hurting you. Uh, and I'll never forget this one. I I, I asked a guy. I had spoken about handshakes, and uh, I asked the audience to come down if they wanted feedback. Um, and this one particular person had a, pr- a pretty good grip, which is what everybody's worried about, of course, when when you tell them you'll evaluate their handshake. But he got really, really close to me, and he sort of he sort of turned to the left and sort of turned turned his body down like he was looking down at the ground to his left, and he sort of put his right shoulder up close to my chest. It was sort of uh, sort of had a rap star kind of flair to it, and and, and just was grossly unprofessional. Um, and he, he told me, he said, I, I you know, I, I think I met all the criteria you talked about, Mark, but I, I really want to show some personal style. And I said, well, look, um, in France, a, a kiss on the cheek um, is considered appropriate, but it's not that far from a kiss on the lips. <laughs> I said his handshake was sort of the equivalent of a kiss on the lips in France at a business meeting. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and so, so our, our suggestion is if, if you want to impress somebody, your handshake is not the place to improvise. And there are a couple of steps. We have 10 steps, and there are a couple of steps that are notably done poorly. And if you do these well, um, you'll have a solid handshake, and people notice. It may not be a huge competitive advantage, but it certainly won't hurt you the way many people's handshakes do. Yeah. Okay, so so before we do that, though, let's can you tell us what's the purpose of the handshake? I, mean, I think that's worth uh, spending a couple of minutes on. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. Um, it, it, the handshake is absolutely the most important professional greeting in the world today. And the fact is, human being, we're we're still human beings. We're not professional automatons. Um, the purpose of a handshake is to allow physical touch associated with a greeting. Um, the handshake is the touch part of a greeting, and because we're physical creatures. Touching one another is an indication of trust and respect and, and uh, uh, a willingness to be open, to communicate freely, and so on. And, and, and because it's part of a greeting, Mike, the, the, the big thing is you're essentially trying to make a positive first impression. Um, so the handshake really goes along with personal grooming, dress, um, you know, and when you're actually introduced to somebody using names and smiling and eye contact, all that stuff is important. Um, um, but it's all within a piece of making a good first impression. And so um, a handshake that meets the criteria that, that adds to a positive first impression is a no-brainer for a professional today. Now that we know the purpose of the, the handshake, uh, let's get into the, the how-to, which is what we, we always do. Yes. So you have 10 steps that you laid out to a, a great handshake. Now, I Every time I think of ten steps to a handshake, oh my God, how how complicated can it be? But these are these are these are ten <laughs> yeah, please, great steps. So please so please reaffirm for me, Mike, that I'm not a total nerd that can actually come up with ten steps. Reaffirm that you're not. Um, yes. Um, well, we'll see, right? <laughs> so, well, look, you know, you know, I guess the test will be when we get done with them. Our listeners will know, man, I hadn't thought about that one and that one and that one, and. So, you know, I, I would love to have five, but these are the 10 that I teach, and they work. And they work, and that's, that's I mean, if there were 20 steps and it worked, that's what you do, right? So, right. And that's, that's all what Manager Tool's about, is being effective. Um, so, okay, so let's get into the, the 10 steps. Okay. One of the things that uh, I thought was very interesting when um, reviewing the show notes was that the first thing that you talk about has, 
at, at first glance has nothing at all to do with the handshake itself, the physical contact. Right. Number one, step one in our 10-step process is making eye contact. Um, and this goes back to your question about purpose. The purpose of a handshake is, is, is that physical touch associated with a greeting, which is about first impressions. Um, and, and so the, 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 the handshake just fits into the overall first impression. And one of the most powerful things you can do with the first impression is make solid eye contact um, with the other person. Now, the reason we elevate it to be, be in the first step, if you will, is because, Mike, so many people, when they know they're going to give a handshake to somebody, like let's say they're walking up to a group and there are three people standing there for an interview or they're, they're starting at a company and there's a group that they're going to meet, they immediately start looking for people's hands. They, they, they almost look furtively at people's eyes because they're they're so worried that somebody's going to stick their hand out and they're not going to see it or what have you, um, so so we want to reemphasize want to emphasize eye contact is critical. Don't worry about where anybody's hands are. The guidance is to keep eye contact. Don't worry about making contact with their hand until the last second. You can cut away your eye contact from someone. You know, of course, you don't have to stare at them. Um, but don't be looking for people's hands. Um, you can make eye contact, move forward, move, move toward the person, have your hand out in front of you, and, and, and you can just trust your body language, your muscle memory to get you close enough. And then at the last second, you can look down quickly uh, and make sure your hands clasp in the, in, the, in the proper way. So make eye contact. Don't worry about the handshake. Don't be thinking, oh my gosh, what are the steps in a handshake? Just get the eye contact right and trust your muscle memory to get you close enough that when you look down, you'll be able to get a good grip on the other person. So the first one had nothing to do with uh, the actual physical handshake itself. The, right. The, the second one doesn't either, <laughs> surprisingly no. enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all part of that first impression. And um, it, it's it's uh, your handshake is important because it's the one thing that so many people so many people mess up, um, and and therefore many people in business and professional situations pay attention to it. But it's just a part. The single most powerful thing you can do to make good first impression on someone else is to smile at them. Okay, you may not think it's that big a deal. I, I, I'll tell you, I, I'm coaching an executive right now who. Um, was in a meeting, a, a, a two-person two meeting, and I popped my head into his office and said, hey, how's it going? I was just back in for a brief visit, and uh, um, he looked up, looked right at me, said hello, and looked right back down, and there was no warmth, there was no smile or whatever, and I went back to him later. I said, hey, you ticked off at me. Um, he said, no, gosh, everything's great, great to see you, everything. I said, well, you know, let, let, let me share with you why I drew that conclusion. Smiling is hugely powerful. And if you don't do it in, in making first impressions and greetings, if you don't do it when you're shaking somebody's hands, the best physical grip in the world will not matter one bit. Um, you know, and, and I would even argue smiling is important enough, Mike. Maybe we ought to do a, a podcast on it. <laughs> I don't I don't have 10 steps to an effective smile. Um but basically, if you're not willing to smile or if you don't think it's important, you are never going to get to the top of your organization because you're not going to be able to build the relationships with people who consider that critical. Well, it's, um, it's, well, it's just not my personality, though. So, Yeah, you know, that's funny. I, you and I talk about this all the time, of course. Oh, well, that, that's just not me. That's right. And so if it's you where you are now, then you should say, 
since since this thing I'm not doing is not me, and it's and and most people would tell you that that's important. Just stay right where you are for the rest of your career, and you can continue to stay you. Um, are you kidding me? I, if I want to change my position in life, I actually have to change my behavior. Well, I mean, you, you if you want, you could be learning. You could you could stay in the fourth grade forever and and really master the fourth grade, um, but you know it won't get you very far. Um, in order to do well in the fifth grade, you have to learn fifth grade skills and so on and so on. Um, you know, I, I can't tell you the number of CEOs that I've worked with that, that they say, you know, gosh, is this all there is to the job? And one of the reasons that that's true for them is that all their career, they drove to get to that. When they get to that level job, it's, they no longer need the drive to get there because they're there. And they suddenly realize, man, I better change. And it's the ones that change that really fit into their role very, very effectively. And I, I, you know, I can't tell you the number of managers who say, you know, they want me to do this. I really deserve the promotion, but they want me to do this, and I'm just not comfortable with that. I said, gosh, this seems easy. If, 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 you know, if they're the ones that control the promotion and you don't want to do what they want you to do, then let it go. It's okay. You don't have to get promoted. Well, no, I, I, I deserve this. But, but you're not willing to change, and you admit that that's a reasonable thing for them to ask. Oh, sure it is. Well, you know, that's a cognitive dissonance issue for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm still changing. I'm still struggling all the time. Every day I struggle with how I can get better. Um, if that's not something you're comfortable with, um, if the world is flat, didn't teach you anything, uh, then probably the world will pass you by. Cool. All right, so look someone in the eye, smile. What's, what's the third step? Yep. Um, now... I'll tell you, I used to have a third step of you want to lead with your left foot. That is now actually step four. Left foot forward is step four. Step three is to move forward. Um, um, and, and the reason is because it confused the left foot forward sort of confused people. Um, so I'm not going to tell you which foot to step with, but but the purpose of this moving forward step is it's really hard to have a great handshake if your feet are rooted in the floor, wherever you were standing when somebody comes up to you. Um, you moving toward them sends a positive emotional message. Um, essentially, it's a, it is the first physical thing you do related to the handshake, and it, it opens you up. It sends them a message that you want to meet them halfway. There are all kinds of metaphors for this, but don't stand in one place and make the other person come all the way to you. Um, I actually find that if you're standing behind your desk and somebody comes into your office and they know they're going to shake your hand and they have to walk all the way over there, you'd be surprised at how many, particularly younger people, Mike, will actually start raising their hand up 5, 10, 15 feet from someone's desk because the other person's not not going to meet them because they're behind a desk. And then shaking hands across the desk is never the way to do it. So I always coach executives, get out from behind your desk and you know, shake hands with somebody. So, so you've got to be moving forward. You've got to have one foot in front of the other. I'm not going to tell you which foot to move first with because I don't know in the situation, you know, how far apart you're going to be from somebody. Um, what's important, really important in this, is the next step, which is about doing about when you actually make contact, having your left foot in front of your right foot. So, be moving. Be moving. You're not talking about yeah, exactly. Be moving, not not run, not a bull rush. You're not trying to knock. So, simply the the uh, effect of moving forward is enough. You don't have to add any additional momentum to your step. No, nope. right? exactly right. Yep. Good. Okay. So step four, left foot forward. What's that all yeah. about? Yeah. Um, 
um, if you know, this is a great step. But if you end up in a situation where your left foot is not forward, don't do a little skippy dance <laughs> in in order to get your left foot forward. You don't you don't have to do that. That would make an um, impression. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, wait. Time out. My coach said I'm supposed to do it this way. Um, if you practice a little bit with your kids or with your spouse or with a friend, you'll get very good at it. Um, but but let me explain the purpose behind it. Um, for the same reason that a right-handed hitter in baseball puts their left side towards the pitcher and a right-handed boxer, if you're normally right-handed, you lead with your left fist, your left side. It's the same reason for both. They do it because you can generate more energy from the side you don't lead with. And since we're going to be shaking hands with our right hand, we want our left foot forward. We don't want to start out the handshake completely square with our shoulders to the other person. We want to be turned a little bit to our right because our left foot is forward. And, and, and here's the beauty of it. If your left foot is forward a little bit, Mike, when you extend your right hand, you can rotate your upper body just a little bit. And this gives you some extra energy to impart to that person whom you're meeting for the first time. Again, it's just like hitting a baseball. Um, you know, you're going to turn your upper body as you bring your hands through uh, the strike zone to, to swing the bat. Um, and, and same thing with, with uh, using a, a, a conflict analogy, or let's call it a pugilism analogy, boxing. Um, if your left If your left side is forward, when you throw your right-handed punch, you don't keep your left foot forward and just only and don't move any other part of your body and just put your fist out there. You actually rotate your torso. You probably rotate your legs a little bit. Your hips move a little bit, and and you're putting your whole body behind the punch. We, you know, we're not trying to send a message that this, that handshakes are like punching. <laughs> um, um, so so we just want to give some examples though that people can picture in their mind the baseball hitter or the boxer you'll see if you watch a boxing match or even if you if you play if you play fight with your kids you'll see the same thing you don't just do you don't just do this with your arms and your body's stock still your body gets involved and if you put your left foot forward you will naturally be able to um, twist your body to the left which gives you some extra energy with your arm coming out and your hand coming out in front of you okay well you know what? If you're, you're walking towards somebody, um, we we can't do a skip. We've we've said that's probably right. not a good yes. little stylistic thing to add in there. Um, and you end up with your right foot forward. You 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 sunk at that point. Do you need to walk backwards to try again? Or no, you you know you know what? Um, that really goes to the next step, which is keeping your elbow in. Um, you absolutely can do this with your right foot forward. It will if you do a few with your left foot forward, and you 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 rotate your upper body, and and as I said, you keep your elbow in, which we'll talk about in a second. You will get so comfortable with it, you'll like it. And if you ever get in a situation where your right foot is forward, you're going to feel uncomfortable because you won't have that body rotation to impart that little bit of extra energy right there at the end. You're going to be fine um, as long as you keep your elbow in and you know how to to, to mesh your hand with theirs. Um, so so you can get away without having your left foot forward. But after doing it a few times and learning how to do it, you're going to want to do it. But if but if it comes to a situation where your right foot is a little bit forward, just keep your elbow in, stick your hand out good and hard, um, you know, grip it the way we talk about here in just a minute, and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Just just as long as you don't do that Muhammad Ali shuffle. That, that's... Yeah, we don't. We yeah, that, that's not the. 
That's okay. not the purpose. Or, you know, saying to yourself, saying to the person, I'm sorry, my coach has told me that I need to do this left foot forward. Um, you know, it reminds me of a time where um, my former boss said he was uh, interviewing somebody and they uh, he asked a question and, he's, and the person said, I'm, I'm going to call my therapist and see if it's okay for me to answer that question. You know, you don't ever, <laughs> you don't ever want to make it obvious that you're being coached on this stuff. <laughs> okay, so... Um, Step five out. Oh, you talked about elbow. Elbow in is step yeah. five. What's that about? This is a, um, this is one of my more favorite steps. Um, uh, now I, I will say that that um, step six and seven and eight are really the ones that I've I I think people appreciate the most. But this is still one of my favorites. Keeping your elbow in close to your hips when you start to extend your hand. And and if you think about it, if you think about the boxer for a second, Mike, and if you think about that boxer lowering his or her fists, I, I now say his or her because there's professional women's boxing, obviously. Um, if you lower your fists from up near your face down to around your waist, you're going to be keeping your elbows in. You don't, you don't let your elbows fly out like a chicken when you're, when you're boxing. If you keep your elbows in and, and then you extend your hand, you get the full energy of the way your body works in terms of directing your energy toward the other person and i find that this is elbows flying out um is one of the biggest mistakes that younger people make um if the elbow is out you really it's much harder to impart energy toward the other person you could grab their hand and swing their hand back and forth but that's not really a handshake um you know that's a that's a treehouse club secret grip, <laughs> but it's not a professional handshake. Um, and and it also makes it awkward for the other person. And the reason is because they're, tr they're trying to look for and find your hand in that three-dimensional space out between the two of you. If you come in, you know, essentially from the side as opposed to making a line directly between you and the other person and, and keeping your elbow in and, and sticking your hand straight out, if you come in from the side, sort of a wide sweeping thing with your elbow out of the side, it's another degree of motion or degree of uh, um, uh yeah, it's a degree of motion that that the other person has to consider when they're gripping your hand, and they're going to be slightly put off for it. Um, so, so keep your elbow in close to your hip. Now, I'm not suggesting that when your hand goes away from you, your elbow can't follow it. I mean, your your elbow is going to go wherever your hand goes. Um, but if you start with your elbows in and your hand tends to go straight toward the other person, you will be able to ge to generate a, a really positive impression from the energy with which your hand meets theirs. And, and we'll talk about that in the next couple of steps. So keep your elbow in. Think about staying tight, if you will, and that will give you more energy. It will, it will give the other person the perception from you of more energy, which is something you want in a first impression. Okay. Yeah, it, it makes sense, right? The first two steps were all about kind of imparting some emotional energy. Right. Smiling like somebody in the eye. And, and the last three steps and the next one are all about imparting some kind of physical energy. Physical energy, exactly. You know, you know, that's a great... I had never thought of it that way, but that's exactly right, Mike. That really... Um, it, it, it and, and first impressions, energy level is a huge criteria that people use um, in the professional world when they're meeting somebody for the first time. Yeah. Now, now this next step is uh, kind of the the end result of this, where the physical energy is applied, and and um, I, I must tell you, I've I've heard a number of the things that you you said before, but this next step is the one that I had never thought of in terms of a handshake. Matter of fact, I probably thought 
differently. Um, so, oh, okay. So step six, web to web. Tell me about that. Yeah, the web to web is the most important thing you can do to have a great handshake. Not to make a good first impression. Smiling is the best way to make a good first impression. But in terms of the physicality of the handshake, the single most important thing you can do is have web to web contact. Now, I suspect, Mike, I don't know, we haven't talked about this a lot. I, I suspect that when you said this was not what was in your head, I would be willing to bet that you might be like most people in that what they perceive as a good handshake or the energy or the strength, if you will, of a handshake has to do with your grip on the other person. Absolutely. And, and it means really grabbing their fingers to, to some degree. And all of us, I'm sure, have been in a situation where not through any intent, because it's it would be a sort of a funny intent. Um, for some reason, either you grip the other person's fingers rather than their whole hand, or they grip your fingers. I, I don't know what's worse. Um, I, I well, I guess I, for me, having them grip my fingers and then having them stupid enough to think that they really want to show their strength. It's like, okay, you hurt me. <laughs> I, I, I'm really impressed. <laughs> You know, it's like the old, that's like the old joke. You hurt me, you're fired. <laughs> right, right. You know, you're stronger than me. I don't, I don't want anybody stronger than me working for me. Well, um, well the so, difference is, and I know you're talking about the web to web, the difference for me was the the change in uh, thought from the strength of the grip, that, say the crushing quotient, if you will. Right. Um, now, obviously, I knew not to crush people's hands. Right. And you know I can. <laughs> right. <laughs> But the the the, the move from that th- change in thought from that to the one of the energy in a more lateral fashion. Yes, exactly. We've talked about keeping your elbow in, right? And we talked about having your left foot forward. So the the whole physical energy point that you made. That, let, let's be clear about what I mean. If everybody will take a look down at their hands, uh, look down at their right hand. I'm talking about the web between your index finger and your thumb. That little V that you make. Um, when you put your <clears throat> hand out flat and all four of your fingers are together, but your thumb sticks out to the side, okay? Um, that webbing in there between your thumb and forefinger, the most important thing you can do in a handshake is make sure that the webbing between your thumb and forefinger connects with the webbing between their thumb and forefinger. That keeps you away from gripping their fingers. It keeps you away from crushing their palm um, and and... And what Mike just alluded to is really the powerful part of this, which is that if you do that, you get an opportunity to impart a different energy than many people think about. It's not that crushing quotient, as Mike mentioned. It is an opportunity that when you sink your hand into the other person's hand and you really get good web-to-web contact, if if your hand is moving with a little bit of speed or just a little bit of force you can actually that it is that moment when you when when those two things touch that they can get the strongest sense of energy um so as you extend your hand and by the way this is the moment that you look down right there as, as your hands are within six to eight inches whatever so you can lose con- eye contact here for a moment try to put that webbing between your thumb and forefinger an index finger into the web between their thumb and index finger. And and, um, I'm a a golfer, so Harvey Pinnock had a little red book and he talked about the magic move in golf. I won't say what it is, but um, in my opinion, this is the magic move. If you do this well, everything else will tend to go well in your handshake. You will notice that your handshake works better for you. 
Um, it gives you, it, it, it eliminates some weaknesses in terms of gripping them, gripping your fingers or you're gripping them. And it gives you a huge opportunity, which we'll talk about step seven, um, uh, in terms of imparting energy, which Mike, Mike made the point very well. Okay. So let's talk about that. We, we've got the web to web. We have some forward motion going. Um, yeah. what's, the, what's the end result of that? Right. So, okay. So step six, web to web is, is, is the most important step. I admit step seven is my favorite one. Okay. It's delicate, but with a little bit of practice, you will likely agree that after you've gotten that web to web contact or, you know, the, the, the value of the web to web contact essentially becomes real in step seven, pushing them back. Um, and, and actually some of you will choose not to do it because you, you don't want to, you don't want to impart too much energy. I, I can't imagine why you would do that because one of the ways that executives will evaluate you, your energy is whether or not this person can be here at midnight and one at two in the morning for big projects if we need to pull an all-nighter. And that what they use as a proxy for that is your energy and the primary proxy is your handshake. Um, so believe me, this is a powerful, it wouldn't be my favorite if it wasn't, this is a powerful step. Um, what we mean here is that when you go web to web, we're going to suggest that you put a little extra speed behind your hand as your hand meets theirs. Okay? What will happen is that other person who will probably be thinking much more about that crushing grip that Mike talked about, and of course that may very well mean that they're trying to grab your fingers, what will happen is the other person's hand will be pushed back ever so slightly. And that pushback, in other words, your hand meeting theirs a little bit faster, is the only tried and true way in handshaking to impart energy in a positive way without potential for disaster. For instance, crushing them or them crushing you or what have you in terms of the firmness of the grip on their their um, their fingers. Um, now, I admit, you know, th this is not a boxing punch. There's not a a bat. Uh, in your hands, although we will talk about a bat in just a moment. Um, th there's a potential for negative here. We're not going to try to knock this person over. We only really want a bit more energy than they have so that their hand moves back about an inch or so. Um, and, and if you try to do that with your elbow flying out, without your left foot forward and so on, it becomes much harder. It's particularly hard if you haven't moved forward, which is of course, uh, right, the third step um, after eye contact and smiling. If you haven't moved forward and they're coming to you and you're reaching your hand out without stepping forward, the further your hand gets from your body, the less energy you're going to be able to impart. Whereas if you're moving forward and your left foot is forward and you turn your body a little bit and you keep your elbow in, when your hand hits theirs, if you really wanted to, you could push them back a whole foot if you really thought about uh, um, um, being strong about it. But, but a handshake is not a place to be strong. We're just suggesting a bit more energy than they have so that their hand moves back about an inch or so. And, and you know, Mike, I'm a little bit weird about this stuff. I am a little bit nerdy about it. So I, I, I've looked around for the, probably the last year or two for a good analogy of what, a, what the right amount of energy is. And the, one, the training technique that I like to recommend is about the strength it takes to put a car into it with a stick shift into gear. Like if you're putting it uh, into second gear, if it's a, if it's an up gear, not if you're going from reverse to first, uh, reverse to first gear in, in a typical uh, shift box, uh, gear box, then you're probably pulling it down. But when you go from first to second, that energy you use to, to 
push that, even when the clutch is in, obviously, to push the car into gear, um, it is, it's that last little push to seat it for sure is about the right strength. Now, look, um, I, we, we, I would prefer not to have a bunch of emails from people. And, we, you know, now that we've got thousands of members, we get emails all the time. Please don't anybody call me and or write me and say that their vehicle has a particularly de- delicate stick mechanism and so on and so forth. You know that. I'm talking about a, a typical car with a stick shift, putting the car into gear, that little extra oomph you put in, put the car into the final bit of the gear um, to fully seat it. That's the kind of energy we're talking about. And, and, and again, just a little extra at the end to push them back. And now there's a there's a hidden bonus from this, Mike. And here's what it is. If you're looking down, if you look down briefly to make sure that your hands are going to meet, you're going to get web-to-web contact. Right before your hand is close enough to theirs where there could be any grip at all, you're going to want to speed up just a teeny bit to give that little bit of extra energy. Okay? It'll be awkward the few times you practice it, but then you'll get used to it. This significantly, this move of trying to push them back just a little bit as a way of differentially showing energy, not trying to crush them, okay, uh, or for that matter, hug them or put your hand on their shoulder, those are no-nos, um, that little bit of extra speed that you impart significantly reduces the chance that they're going to grab your fingers, you're going to essentially accelerate through the zone where you're in a you're in a finger crushing moment, and it reduces it. And, and in fact, I was um, I, I I learned this the hard way. I was getting my fingers were getting grabbed all the time because I would stick my hand out part of the way, but not all the way or, or not enough, and I would stop moving my hand. And the other person's thinking that my hand's going to keep moving because when they looked down, they saw it moving, and they would end up grabbing my fingers, and it was very uncomfortable. So I, I added this step of pushing them back, and it turned a, a slight negative into a big positive. It's my favorite step. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good one, but please, uh, folks, don't... The idea is not to knock people over. And... Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, you and I have talked about this, Mike. At some point, manager tools will go video, and this the handshake... Uh, vidcast if you will will be even that much better because we'll be able to show examples of too much and too little yeah absolutely okay the next one step eight yeah rip the bat nice okay. yeah this is this Tell is the this one means. that um i i really like the training device for this one because for years i've tried to figure out a way to teach people how much grip how strong should your grip be um and, and i really do think that this is probably the most misunderstood part of the handshake and and a lot of younger men, Mike, um, uh, they mistakenly believe that a strong handshake is, is is good, and it's not. There should just be a, a correct, not strong, um, amount of strength. Uh, and they transfer all their strengthening about all their thinking about strength into the grip. That that sense of I want to really, when I've got your hand in mine, I want to contract my fingers and try to crush your hand in mine it is absolutely not the best way and if you're thinking at all about being strong um, you're completely missing the point of the handshake because in fact the energy we recommend in terms of pushing them back has nothing to do with strength it has to do with a little bit of speed at the end but physical strength there's really no place for it in a professional professional handshake okay now um, and, and and often of course that what they do to try to increase their the impression of their strength is they grab you early or they grab your fingers and it's very uncomfortable and and it just doesn't work and and the idea that strength would be more important than making the other person feel good about you just always boggles my mind but it happens all the time particularly with younger folks it's always good when you're trying to you know initially create a relationship with someone to to humble them and make them 
feel like an inferior being because you yeah. crushed them in the handshake. Yeah, it's, it's, and it hurt it's pretty them. good. Yeah, uh, hurt them. That's good. Yes, I want I want him to remember that I hurt him when I first met him. Yeah, <laughs> making <Good> friends, <laughs> making friends all the time. Um, okay, so then the the issue becomes really, and this is what people ask me all the time. They say, you know, Mark, what's a good grip strength? Um, you know, that, that young people are inexperienced. Um, and, and there are people who are more senior, too, who are still not doing this right. Um, uh, it, it's just getting practice and being familiar with what is the right grip for you. And I've, I've come up with a very simple, very elegant technique to get you to approximate the right grip. I've tested it with about 20 people now. Um, they all say, yeah, you've got it just about right. That's about, they actually did it using this technique, and it worked. All you need to do this is a baseball bat. Um, and don't get any ideas just yet. We'll explain it here real quick. I recommend a wooden bat rather than aluminum bat. Uh, I happen to use one about 33 inches long. I went to the Louisville Slugger factory once and got a personalized one, and it's here in my office. Mine's 33 inches long. You could probably use one as short as 31 inches. You can probably use one as long as 35 inches. Um, don't get a big, huge one. You don't want to get one less than 30 inches. You know, you don't want to get a little league bat because they come in a lot shorter lengths. Um, but but around 33 is you're probably fine. A golf club for this analogy is not for this technique is not a good analogy if you have golf clubs and not a bat and you're thinking that the end of that big driver is is will weight it about the same it does not work it may be longer but it's not quite heavy enough to 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 get the training from this this technique is step eight and the grip on the baseball on the uh, um, golf club is too narrow to approximate having approximate not exactly to have someone else's hand in yours when you grip so here's the right way to practice your your grip strength the correct one hold the baseball bat in your right hand with your right hand pretty close to your right hip okay your hand should be at the narrow end of the bat not at the barrel end in other words the close to the handle your hand should be as close to the handle end as it possibly can and you want to hold the bat level or parallel to the ground okay you don't want to extend your hand way out in front of you like you're shaking because that calls into into play the shoulder muscles and we're not trying to to have you approximate the strength in your shoulder muscles you want to keep your elbow kind of close to your hip um, lift the bat up hold it parallel to the ground so now your elbow and your hand are about at the same level um, and the end of the bat too and if you want to extend your hand out a little bit that's fine the strength with which it takes you to hold that bat level out in front of you again with your elbow pretty close to your hip is the right grip strength for a professional handshake that's it i mean that really is simple now now one other thing um sometimes people when they're holding the bat they they uh, how long do i hold it you don't have to hold it for more than a second to know that that's the right grip strength but what you want to avoid doing is you want to avoid turning your hand to make it easier to hold the bat. And if you're doing that, it's because you're hold the, holding the bat too long. Um, and, and so when you look down at your hand, when it's holding the bat and the bat is sticking out in front of you, um, uh, your thumb should be pointed downward toward the ground and you shouldn't be able to see your fingers. They should be curled around the bat in such a way that they're hidden by the bat. That's it. I just came, up, now, I just came up with a great way to... to make some funds to kind of help us with our bandwidth costs. We'll sell uh, Mark Horseman autographed Louisville Slugger 33-inch <laughs> bats. Yeah, gosh, now we have we have, we have significant bandwidth costs. It just seems like <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, yes. hundreds and thousands of gigs every day. Um, 
Um, so again, Mike, the, the strength, the, the bat technique is a way to approximate a sort of a standard grip strength, one that works for just about everybody. Um, it doesn't matter if you're smaller or shorter or you're taller, you have bigger hands, none of that matters. The weight of that bat and you having to grip it, yes, if you're smaller, you'll have to feel like you're gripping it a little bit more than perhaps somebody who has a bigger hand, but that's the whole point. Because you're smaller, you're going to feel like your grip relative to your normal grip is going to be a little bit stronger for the average grip for a typical professional handshake. Um, the whole point of this is to standardize everybody's grip so that you know the, uh, you know in your own muscle memory what the right grip is to have an appropriate professional greeting in your handshake. Good. Okay, so once you've uh, once you have that grip, you have the web to web, and then you just vigorously pump up and down 15 times to impart more energy, right? Yes, even more. Yet another step for energy. No, 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 no. Um, and believe it or not, Mike, the question of how long do I hold on, literally in terms of how many seconds, or or what do I do when I let go before they do and they keep holding on? Um, that, that's the most frequently asked question I get when I'm when I'm speaking, when I'm talking to people. Um, probably more so from younger people. Um, but look, here's the answer uh, in terms of how long you hold on or how many times you pump their hand. You pump their hand up and down <clears throat> once or twice. And just so you know, I only do it once for the record. Um, if someone holds on afterwards, after you've pumped their hand twice, and for some reason they don't realize that you're letting go, um, do not re-grip their hand. Um, if you think that they're trying to make a point about, you know, that, that they kind of fooled you or they, they're testing you or something, console yourself with the knowledge that they're idiots and that this is not a place to play games. This is a professional greeting. It's part of introducing yourself to someone. This is the physical touch part of it. Uh, it's not a test. It's not a trick. It's not a device. It's not a mind game. Yeah, you can be evaluated during this, but if somebody like that is evaluating me, I really don't care much what they think. Um, if you did that to a lady, I mean, think about handshakes 100 years ago in, in society, um, it would be incredibly rude, and it's incredibly rude now to do that. So one to two pumps, up and down. Um, and, and, you know, the funny thing, Mike, is <clears throat> I only do one pump. And part of the reason is because now when I seat my hand with another person and I give the right grip strength and I push them back a little bit, I've actually had plenty of handshakes, hundreds of handshakes that um, I don't even get to pump their hand. Um, I have two in my head, one or two. And I end up doing one 99% uh, of the time. But, but, there are many times where I grab their hand and it's just a matter of clasping their hand and then we let go. Um, so from that perspective, uh, the key is, this goes right into step 10, um, you let go after one or two pumps, your call, or when the other person lets go, whichever comes first. So I've had plenty of handshakes, Mike, where the last thing that happens is that grip before there's any pumping up and down at all um, because the grip happens and they start to let go and so I let go. So you let go after one or two pumps, however many you want, or when the other person lets go, whichever comes first. And that ends up being, you know, in my case, it's been, a, you know, you put the webs together, you, you squeeze the bat and you're done. And, and that gives us all 10 of our steps. Good. So very good. So not... Not much to a handshake, just um, yeah. know, 40 something minutes of very detailed <laughs> discussion about a handshake. <laughs> uh, what about, before we go, uh, how about uh, 
some no-nos, things that people do that uh, you've seen over and over again that just don't make sense and don't leave a good impression, aren't appropriate in handshake. Right. Don't you, don't use the sandwich or double-handed grip. Don't don't clasp their right hand in between your right and left hand. It's inappropriate. You some people think it shows sincerity. It doesn't work. Same thing with the shoulder clasp, where you shake hands with your right hand and your left hand reaches up and and claps them on the on their right shoulder. Don't do it. It's inappropriate. It's perceived as insincere or over the top. Doesn't work. Um, don't move your hand side to side in any way. You know, that's that's a fraternity move, and it's inappropriate. It makes it harder for people to uh, to grip your hand, and it's seen as over the top and insincere. Uh, whatever you do, don't pull the other person towards you. This is actually why we have this step about moving forward so that you're closing the gap with them. If they think you're going to close the gap and then you don't, you leave too much room between you, and then if you reach out, grab your hand, grab their hand, and pull them towards you, you'll pull them off balance. And people hate that. It's very disconcerting. It doesn't help your first impression um, in their mind at all that you pulled them off balance when you shook their hand. Yeah, somebody did that to me, and I, I, I hated it. It was, yeah, it was awful. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a very disconcerting moment. It feels not good at all. Uh, a couple other minor points uh, people ask about. Um, um, you know, Mark, I have really sweaty palms. What do I do? You know, it always feels like right when I'm getting ready to shake hands that uh, my hands get sweaty. Well, actually, probably your hands are sweaty all the time and you just notice it when you're about to shake hands. And probably you, you have a condition called hyperhidrosis, which is not so rare as to be impossibly rare. Um, plenty of people have it. And um, there are really, there, there's a couple of different things you can do. One, you can have a handshake or a handkerchief in your pocket and that works fine. Just Wipe your hand on your handkerchief. Uh, I know many, many men and women who wipe their hands on their trousers, and that's fine. Um, there's an even better solution, though. Uh, there are a couple of products out there that do a great job. They're antiperspirants for the palm of your hand, and they also work on the on, on your feet as well if your feet sweat excessively. Um, again, this is a medical condition. There's nothing you can do about it. It's tied into the sympathetic nervous system. You do tend to sweat a little bit more when you're in a high-stress situation, so handshaking may be that for you. Um, but the two products I know of that I have had recommended to clients and that work, one is called Drychlor, D-R-I-C-L-O-R. It's available on the web. Type that in the web, into Google, and you'll find it. It works very, very well. Um, I think you actually apply it the night before and then wash it off in the morning, but it works fabulously. Uh, and it really keeps your hands quite dry. Um, and then there's another product called Whip Wetless, W H I P. W-E-T-L-E-S-S. Both work on the same principle. They're just very, very strong antiperspirants, um, and they work very well. I have many clients who say, you know, really, really helped. If they're going into a meeting and they know they're going to shake a lot of hands, they put this on their hands uh, the night before, I believe. One other thing about gloves. Um, one never shakes hands with gloves on. There are two reasons for it. One, because it, it, it denudes the physical touch that's so important and also because if you have on different size gloves or whatever people aren't comfortable shaking with gloves on and it really reduces the connection that you can make when you shake hands so i don't care if it's 10 degrees below zero you take your well maybe not in alaska okay maybe there's special rules up there but if you're in a professional situation and you're standing outside you can take your glove off for five seconds to shake someone's hand and if they extend their hand with the glove on even so take your glove off to shake their hand it's considered that's considered appropriate. Shaking hands with a glove on is inappropriate. Now, there are people, I'm sure, who will send us emails saying, no, no, ladies get to shake with gloves on. Yes, there are two rules that ladies get in society, which we're not talking about here. 
that are true, which is ladies can shake hands while they're sitting down, which gentlemen do not, and ladies can shake hands with gloves on. But the only reason they say that is because those ladies' gloves are part of their formal outfit, and one simply does not take off part of one's outfit in a formal setting. The gloves are not gloves for warmth. They're gloves as part of their dress or their gown. So that's the reason for that particular rule. And we are not talking about ladies and gentlemen in terms of the previous societal def- high society definitions of those things. We're talking about professionals where gender makes no difference. As I mentioned earlier with the bat, the, the, the squeezing of the bat, whether you're a man or woman, you need to be able to squeeze the bat that strong. Um, that's about the right grip. I don't care whether you're a woman or man in terms of your grip strength. I want it to be about the same as mine, and I want you to know what the right amount is. And I don't certainly don't want to shake a lady's fingers. Um, if a lady, if a, if a businesswoman were to give me a hand, as if sort of proffering her fingers the way they used to for when a gentleman would kiss their hand, that would be terribly rude on her part. So, one does not shake hands with gloves on. That's a long answer for one does not shake hands with one with gloves on. Well, I think it's important to distinguish between societal. Yeah. norms in what we're talking about, which is professional behavior and professional environment. Yeah. And, and you, you know, you alluded to at the start of this cast about me coaching your son. Um, I'll tell you what, I get comments all the time about my kids' handshakes, even Drake, who's 10. Um, people say, wow, that's a great handshake. And you know what? It, they, they're learning machines when they're young. So folks, take a moment, teach your kids how to shake hands using this technique. Um, and people will notice and it will make a difference and, and they'll slip and you'll have to tell them, Hey, listen, that wasn't a good handshake. Let's do it through two or three more times. And through repetition, they'll get it. And your, you know, your, your sons have great handshakes, Mike. So it works. Yeah, it does. Super. Okay. Well, so therein lies uh, the, uh, the 10 minutes that uh, I suggested we'd probably spend on handshakes when we talked about <laughs> this. <laughs> so good. All right, my friend. Um, Thank you, sir. Enjoyed it. Uh, this, this is good. I hope people uh, put this to use. Yep. Alrighty. See you later. Bye. Bye. As always, thanks for joining us today. Now you know the secret manager tools handshake. However, the secret handshake can be shared. If you have children, particularly teenagers, show them this technique. Sometimes the small changes can make all the difference. Feedback, as always, is welcome. So send it to show at manager-tools.com or visit us on the website www.manager-tools.com So, we'll talk again next week. Until then, so long.